We're Robin and Shelby, and you're listening to the Rising Rebel Podcast. Through this podcast, our vision is to empower women to go for their dreams and have the courage to stand in their power. If you are someone who wants to live consciously, explore and shift your mindset, deepen your desire for personal growth, and really rebel against the shoulds and limiting beliefs that are holding you back, you've come to the right place. Here, we dig deep into the journey back to self and uncover that inner knowing that allows us to live from a place of alignment and authenticity. If the universe has placed us in your path, get ready because we're going on a wild and expansive ride. Hello, magical humans. You've got Robin and Shelby here, and we're just like flying high coming off the back end of the Bloom Alpine Wellness Festival. We seriously had the best time just for ourselves, but also our workshop was amazing. And I think Shelby will touch on this a bit too, but wow, there is this certain energy, this certain like vibe or feeling when you are surrounded by people on a similar path. When you're surrounded by like-minded women, I mean, we talk about it all the time, how we're trying to build this community of like-minded women. But like when you have those opportunities to be in the flesh with humans walking a similar path, it just feels different. And so that carried through our workshop too. Like, wow, Shelby and I, had such an incredible time delivering our workshop and we could just tell and feel from like the faces of the the people that were in the room with us that they were being impacted in the same way that we were and it was just such a reciprocated feeling and it was so amazing and even as a participant in other workshops like the feeling of being in a collective all just trying to fill their cups, better themselves, like be the best version of themselves. That feeling was honestly palpable. And I didn't realize, I knew I missed this type of connection. I knew I had kind of been craving it because there has, for me, I've been noticing less and less of these things like this, which I used to attend um, since COVID. And honestly, like it felt so good to almost like be back in the saddle in a way, Mm -hmm. like be back in that same type of environment again. And I really thoroughly enjoyed it. It was great. Yeah. I was just telling you earlier before we were recording, like when I walked into, so it was held up at Sun Peaks. And when I walked into the Grand where the, the festival was being held, like you could literally, it was like this sense of like calm just rushed over my body, which doesn't happen very often when I'm going into a group of other humans. Like typically I kind of get my like, you know, I get a little bit anxious sometimes going into like groups or whatever. Cause I can, I'm a big energetic feeler. Like a, I can really feel collective energy. And I walked into that building and I was like, oh, I just felt at home there. And it was so obvious to me that it's like, these are my people, like everybody there, there was, there was attendees and there was presenters all mixed in together. You couldn't tell which one was which you had no idea if some, if you were sitting next to a presenter or an attendee of the workshop while we were watching the other workshops, like I loved that part of it too. Like there was no pedestaling. Everybody was there for, for the betterment of 
us all. Like it was a total, do you know what I mean? What I'm saying? Like, there's no pedestal. Like I remember the, the event coordinator spoke, um, towards the end of the weekend. And she went to say like a little bit about herself. And then she was like, wait, this is not about me. This is about you guys. I'm not going to waste your time. Like telling you who I am, who cares who I am? Like, I'm going to teach you guys stuff for you. Cause it's about you. And that kind of just summed up the whole weekend. That's really what it was all about. It wasn't like people were walking around with like, I'm a presenter. You're an attendee. Like it was not like that. It was just this beautiful meshing of just women rising together. There was actually this one token man who <laughs> I loved having him there too. He was quite funny. He was there with his partner and taking it all in and Anyways, it was just this collective energy of just people who brought their own chairs, the BYOB that Robin and I talk about sometimes. Because it really, for me, was just all about connection. Mm -hmm. And I agree, like there's some conferences or different things you go to and people have their name tags and it says who they are. But in this, there wasn't that. And it's like people just showed up in their own energy of who they were not like a label sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I really liked it. It really was sort of that shoulder to shoulder walking together on this journey. And I really, it was just so good. And it was also really for me, a nice reminder. I knew going into it. And I said on last week's podcast that one of the reasons I was excited was that there was a nice blend of mind, body, soul, nourishing activities and workshops and things like that. But for me, it really was confirmation that I love having that blend. Like if I'm going to have a, a weekend where I'm feeling my, filling my cup up, this was so perfect. It was so perfect to just sit back and, you know, enjoy a crystal sound bath or, um, to do some of these physical things. And it was just as enjoyable to sit in some of these workshops and learn and immerse myself in, you know, deepening my knowledge around some of these things that I had heard before, but it also was an excellent reminder that, the underlying essence of the message and the core pillars and, you know, sort of the core pillars of both energetics and personal development, they're all so similar. Like even in the ones that were kind of physical in your body based versus the workshops that were kind of more trying to teach you something, there the underlying message, like that kind of golden thread was woven through it so beautifully. And it was just so interesting to kind of have a different perspective um, as an attendee this time that as a presenter really this time, is. you mean? <laughs> well, no, as an attendee this time. Oh, so I see. I see. As an attendee, I had a different perspective of it because I was more able and open to see the similarities amongst all these different modalities, all these different topics. There was still that underlying thread. Whereas before as an attendee, when so, like a lot more of the topics were new for me, it was harder to see those kind of core pillars or underlying values that are woven through throughout all of it. And for me this time, it was just so obvious that it's all needed. And just because you're really good at one thing doesn't mean there aren't other modalities or other, you know, concepts that could also 
help you in your expansion and help you in your growth and your journey. It's all, and everybody also has a different knowledge base and a different entry point into all of this. And so Shelby and I have told our stories as well. And we told them in the workshops a little bit, but we, we had different entry points. Like mine was more on the spiritual kind of side of things or meditation or that type of more magical law of attraction side of things, whereas hers was different. And so it's just so interesting to see all these people come together, all these practitioners, all these different modalities, all of these things blending together into this sort of melting pot, but being able to see the underlying pillars that are just so much the same. They all have the same end goal. And it's just for people to flourish, for people to live joyous, joyous, amazing, fulfilled lives. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was so nice to come in a different mindset and see it with a different perspective. And it also was that breadth versus depth. Like, this time there wasn't really new concepts that I hadn't heard at all of, which was interesting for me, but was it still as valuable? Yes. Was So if you learn a new concept and you're like, wow, what is this thing? I'm going to go home and kind of research that a little bit. That's a cool ping. Like I love getting that, but also it's just as impactful to go deeper into concepts you've already heard of or things that have already kind of been orbiting around you and you have a knowledge of them, but you haven't really dove deep into them. So it's just as impactful anywhere you are on the journey, whether it's a brand new concept or you just want to go deeper into it. Well, taking it back to um, a little bit of like that neuroscience behind, I think why we like to relearn things that we've already previously learned is like, have you ever heard that neurons that fire together, wire together? whatever the saying is, I always mess those up, but basically in saying that, you know, it's one thing to like carve a pathway in your brain with something new, but when you can keep going over it and over it, that pathway gets really, really deep and it actually becomes a new neural pathway in your brain. And so if we only ever go down that pathway a couple times, that neural pathway is not super deep or ingrained, but when you go you know, a whole bunch of different times so that, you know, I used to hate to repeat things like, oh, no, I've already, I've already heard that. I don't want to do that again. I I want something new and shiny, which is what, you know, that whole gratitude, attitude, schmattitude. Sorry. (laughs) See, why do I do this? I have word dyslexia. Gratitude, schmattitude, attitude came from is like always kind of wanting the shiny thing. But what I realized is I was never actually ingraining those pathways into my brain because I didn't spend enough time on them to actually neurally wire it in my brain. So it's so interesting that when we get to keep doing that, we build those pathways, they become really strong. Then it's second nature to you, but it doesn't become second nature until you keep firing that neural pathway. What do you have to say on this? Because I know you're itching to say something. Oh my gosh. You're just speaking my language. I'm like, tell me more. Um, it actually cut out. So anyone that didn't hear what Shelby initially said, it was neurons that fired together or fire together, wire together. Oh, did it cut out? Yeah, Yeah, it cut out. And so universe is like you, you're always saying your things wrong. I'm just going to bleep it out for the poor listener. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's a hundred percent. Like that was what really landed with me this weekend 
was it's not always expanding the knowledge. Sometimes it's the going deeper that's just as impactful or more impactful. And so sometimes it's you pick up different things too. So if you don't have a base knowledge on a particular topic, you will pick up something very different from that same workshop or same conversation than you will when you're hearing it again or hearing it from a different person. Mm -hmm. You're able to pick up different things. So that's why I really think that there is so much space for all these different people to be saying similar things just in a little bit different way. Because depending where you are, depending on how many times you've heard this before, you will pick up something different. And as your knowledge on a particular concept or topic expands, next time your brain is going to reach for the thing it hasn't really reached for yet, you know, and that's going to be the thing you pick up that next time. And Mm -hmm. so that's why it keeps going deeper and deeper, right? Like, because the other things are already on that pathway, they're already ingrained. And so you're picking up the extra stuff that you haven't embodied yet or aren't ingrained yet or, you know, as a little reminder. And so I love that. Well, and I've heard this a lot lately and it's like universe will keep throwing at you the same things until you finally like start paying attention. So people are like, I'm not getting signs, but I keep seeing this thing over and over again. It's like, yeah, you keep seeing that because you haven't actually connected the dots that it's for you yet. So sometimes we'll hear the same thing over and over and over again and be like, oh my gosh, everybody's saying the same thing. And that's universe being like, here you go, here you go, here you go, here you go, pay attention. Hello, hello. And you know, It's just going to keep giving that to you until you actually embody it. So you may not even hear those things once you've embodied something, but until you've really embodied it, universe is going to keep giving it to you in different ways. This is such a good reminder. I'm actually going to share one of these things for me. So I have started paying attention because I do agree that the universe will continue putting lessons in front of you. It might Mm -hmm. alter it just slightly, maybe so you'll get it this time. But if you're not learning your lesson, it's going to keep coming back and coming back. And you wonder, why are these patterns repeating my life? This one, this example I have is a little bit more obvious for, well, for me anyways, it's last year about a year or maybe a little bit more ago, I kept hearing EMDR everywhere. I had never heard of this before. EMDR, EMDR, and all these podcasts or these random people who I've never heard talk about this before, it kept coming up, it kept coming up. And so now I know when I see something that keeps orbiting around me to pay attention to it. And I think, oh, okay, well, there must be something here for me. And so it's, it's eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, if you're wondering what it is, but basically it's a type of therapy. And so eventually I thought, I don't think that this is coincidence that all of a sudden this seems to be everywhere. And I had literally never seen that acronym or word before in my life. And so I thought, you know what, this is a sign. I'm going to follow this breadcrumb. And I ended up doing this. Um, this type of therapy with my counselor. And it was amazing. It was so good for me. And guess what? What was at the workshop this weekend? There was a workshop on EMDR. And I could tell there was like half of the group maybe kind of had heard of it before. Maybe there was a small portion of people who had tried it. But for a lot of people, this was new information. And so it's very similar thing. Like when, if you keep hearing a thing or a topic or a concept or 
and it keeps orbiting around you. It keeps coming into your awareness in all sorts of different ways. And it almost seems strange that you keep seeing this thing everywhere. That's for you. You're meant to go down that rabbit hole. And so investigate that a little bit. And so that for me is a clear sign from the universe that there is a message there for me. And it's almost the law of attraction too. Like once you see something or if you get a blue car, you see blue cars everywhere or whatever, that same type of thought is, it's sort of similar to that. But if it's something that was not on your radar and suddenly it's on your radar, but you don't really know anything about it, research that because I don't believe in coincidence. I do think that oftentimes there is a lesson there for us, especially if it keeps repeating. What does it mean if I keep seeing signs that I should get Botox? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you got to use some discernment with this stuff, right? Like, for sure. I, and I mean, you could, you could see your brain will show you whatever you're wanting to see. And so I'm I do think there's a piece of that too, but honestly, but with the lessons, if you keep getting the same lessons or you keep having even maybe the same types of like issues come up in your relationships or whatever, and you deal with it the same way each and every time, and you're not getting the results you want, what's the worst in shaking it up? What's the worst Mm -hmm. in trying something new or trying something different, right? Yeah. I had a big takeaway from that workshop with the EMDR uh, lady. And I think I have heard it before, but like you said, it's the way somebody says it or like the energy in which they carry when they say it, that I'm so drawn to people's energies two people can say the exact same thing and I will pick one over the other because of their energy and the way that they present. Like, it's just, it's very obvious to me. And this lady just had the most fiery, amazing energy. And I was really drawn to her and I trusted what she had to say about it. And the biggest takeaway for me from that workshop was we can do all of the talk therapy that we want. And We can do tons of that sort of magical like meditation, yoga, all those incredible spiritual techniques. But if we're not ever processing things that happen in our body, there's, you're only getting like 85% of it, I think is what she said. She's like the, you're 85% of the, like of the way there, if you're doing all of the spiritual things, which is incredible, like it's a great thing, but there's that other what's the math on that 15% that's like you gotta go into the body the body remembers like what did we hear the reference of that book the body keeps score so that was my uh aha that was my takeaway and again I've heard that before but it landed differently for me hearing it from her being like okay I think my next move is to go and seek out some types of therapies or types of works that I can do that actually is going to you know, allow me to get into my body. And I actually am so excited because I have a breathwork session booked tomorrow with one of the uh, ladies that I met up there at Sun Peaks this weekend. And I'm really excited for that because that's going to allow me to get into my body a little bit more because I spend a lot of time up in my head with all of this stuff. So again, heard that a million times, but it landed for me this weekend. And so this is the thing. There's all these different modalities that all are this. The end goal is the same, right? Mm-hmm. But, and I do think blending them all together 
is actually extremely beneficial. And mm-hmm. can I just mention one thing about breath work? Mm-hmm. I breath work's amazing. I love it. It's something I'm super interested in and I can see such value in it. One thing I did learn about it is that it's one of the modalities where you don't have to know why something's coming up, the body will just release it. Mm -hmm. And so for some people that have these emotions or traumas, kind of energies trapped in their bodies, you don't necessarily want to revisit that, but you can still release it. And so Mm -hmm. that's one of the things about breath work that I learned that I really love. And that's something I learned like quite some time ago. And it initially really drew me to breath work because sometimes you just feel like something's a bit off. You can't pin your finger on it and you don't need to. Like you Mm -hmm. can still release and heal and move energy without actually knowing it. And can I just share one other piece that this made me think of? Mm -hmm. So people talk about stuck energy in their body, right? Oh, you've got an energetic block. Mm -hmm. This visual was so amazing. And it, it was some, someone had shared it in one of the workshops and they had, Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. I can already see it in my head. Oh yeah. So it's like such a good visual. And I think this visual will stick with me for a really long time. So if people are talking about an energetic block, think about this. So if there's a cyclone picture, a giant cyclone, you know, like a tornado and someone says, drive your car into that tornado at a hundred kilometers an hour. It's going to be like hitting a brick wall. And then some people will argue, well, yeah, there's dirt and other stuff flying around in there, whatever. So remove all of that. Just have like a perfectly clean tornado, a cyclone. Now drive your car into it at a hundred kilometers an hour. It's still going to be like hitting a brick wall. And Mm -hmm. really that is just air energy, whatever moving And it's a block, right? And so if you think of an energetic block or many of these in your body in that same way, why it's a block is like other, your other energy cannot move through it, right? Or it gets trapped or stuck or like wrapped up also in it. And so for me, I just love that visual and maybe I'm not doing the best job of explaining it, but for me, it just really stuck with me because I've heard, oh, your energy's blocked or you can have energy trapped in your body or whatever. But this was the first one that really, I'm like, I can see that that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I think this is not the only way to explain it, but part of it is like, have you ever had those days or those moments where you're like, oh, I'm just so frustrated, but I don't know why. Or like, oh, I'm so emotional. I just feel like crying. I don't know why I'm not even going to get my period. Like, I don't know why I want to cry or, (laughs) you know, oh, that person pisses me off, but I don't even know why. When you're not really aware of what it is, it's probably stuck energy in your body somehow that's like worked its way into your aura. Like, it's something that's stuck and it could be from like before you were seven years old and it's just like resurfaced and it's come to the surface and now you're feeling it, but it's not relating to your outside world. It's not related to what you're seeing in front of you. So you're like, there's a mismatch. I'm confused. Why do I feel this way? It's because it's an, it's an energetic block that's inside of you that actually has nothing to do with your present moment. It has to do with your past. It's been stuck in there for a long time. So we get these like, oh, why am I feeling this? Or like people are like, I'm depressed, but I have nothing to be depressed about. Like or I'm anxious, but like, there's no threat. 
a lot of times it's that stuck energy that's like moved it somewhere in our body. It's become more obvious, but it's not matching our outside world. And so we get confused. And so if that's ever happening for you where you're feeling like something's not matching up, it's time like go inward because you'll be able to find the answers within yourself, but they're not going to make sense in your external world because it's an internal world thing. And I think why I love events like this where you have options, maybe there's some stuff, there's a reason you're drawn to it. There's some stuff that you're, is already in your awareness and you're really interested in those and those are the things that drew you there. But there's going to be other things that you pick up or maybe other modalities or ways of healing or moving energy or whatever that you learn about that weren't in your awareness before, but you have an opportunity to see something different because we usually will gravitate towards the same things over and over. And mm-hmm. so our, the, the information, all of the stuff that we're seeing can kind of get close, like a little bit closed minded. Right. And mm-hmm. so I think it is expansive to go to things like events or workshops or whatever, where is not necessarily your usual niche topic because you might pick something up or, I mean, I think we all learn from confirmation or like validation. Yeah, I've that's amazing. I've heard that before. That clicks. But also from contrast, so you can decide whether or not you like it or if it's something you want to try. So there's a benefit either both ways, whether you, whether you decide that's definitely not for me, at least you're making a conscious choice that is not for you versus not just, just not knowing about it and then not, and then just by default, not going there. Right. Yeah. And I, this just brings up um, this thought that I was listening to a Gabby podcast, Gabby Bernstein, for those of you who don't know her, check her out. (laughs) Um, I was listening to one of her podcasts and she said that she almost, and again, I'm paraphrasing, this is not a quote, but she was like, I almost feel bad for people who don't hit rock bottom because they don't even know what it's like to live. And I was like, Ooh, mind blown. Like that's a really crazy way of saying that because really it's like we're so blessed that we kind of did hit you know what are what are and everybody has their own rock bottom but when you do hit that and you then you all of a sudden you get all this space to like choose again and to do life differently if you've hit a point where you're like i'm not doing this anymore this does not feel good to me i don't want this life anymore it's that's actually a beautiful gift if you can get that Go ahead. I think people are waking up more though too. So as this becomes more mainstream, as more people are having these types of conversations, you can start doing the healing. You can start doing the work from a place of, wow, my life's pretty good. How much better can it get? Rather than that place of like trying to dig yourself out of the hole and get to neutral. And so hundred percent, Anybody that has gone through a really challenging time and that really led them to dig into both like energetics and personal development, the transformation is unreal. Like you will never unsee those things. But I also think there is so much value in just this kind of collective consciousness rising up together because it means that people don't have to experience what like, you know, the people that have gone through really challenging times and have learned big lessons from 
have gone through, they can just learn the lessons or take the beautiful bits and grow from there. And really is just when you hit that rock bottom or those really difficult, challenging times in your life, you have nothing to lose and there's nowhere to go but up. And so sometimes that's when you dig in. That's when you want to see the opposite side of things. And so you really, you know, are striving for the complete opposite. But I think a lot more people now are working on themselves and seeing the value of putting themselves first and their wellness and mental well-being and stuff, regardless of where they are, regardless if they're feeling good and it's more of a maintenance activity or whether they're at neutral or whether they're in that deep, dark place. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And the the ones that are saying my life's amazing, how much more can it get? I'd even argue as they get into their own journey, things will come up and it'll be like, oh, I didn't even realize that this was happening for me. You know, so you don't have to hit the rock bottom. And I don't even think that's what Gabby was saying. She was just saying what a blessing it is. People think it's like the lowest point of their life, but actually it's where they just started living, right? And then there's those other people that, whatever, I guess what, basically what I take from that is like, it doesn't matter your entry point. Your entry point can be that your life's incredible and you just want it to be better. Or it can be at the complete rock bottom. Mine wasn't complete rock bottom. Let's be real. I freaking live a privileged, blessed life. Like by no means was I at an actual rock bottom, you know, in comparison to some people's rock bottoms. So you would, some would say my entry point was like kind of mediocre, right? It doesn't matter the entry point. The point is when you dig in and you put yourself first and you start to do this work, your whole freaking life opens up. And it, and so people who think, well, I don't have to do that work because my life's already great. Amazing. But if you're saying that, that means there's work to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it really, I do think that if you think you don't, that your life's absolutely perfect and you're actually saying that and you're like, no, I have no work to do. Then to me, that means you're not conscious because that's just a, not a conscious way of thinking to think that you have got it figured out and that there's absolutely nothing else that you could do to make yourself happier. To me, that's actually a very unconscious way of thinking, which is so interesting, right? It was just, that's just my own opinion. I want to say one more thing. Oh, go ahead. I, I just want to touch on that. I do think there's something to be said for contentment and it depends on that person. Like, is that person fully seeping in gratitude every day? Then yeah, maybe they truly do feel that. So it depends on where they're coming from. But I think it doesn't matter at what point in life, everything's always changing and evolving. Like the world around us is constantly changing and evolving. The people, the different things that everyone's going through. So it it changes, right? It morphs and kind of changes. And so I I really think that, yeah, there's, there's growth and evolution for everybody. There's a constant learning mm-hmm. for everyone. I don't think there's a point in your life where you just never learn a single thing again. No. And so I think that's kind of what you're referring to in, in terms of that is that even if you have the most blessed life, challenges will come up or maybe you will learn new things. Like there is so much to learn, so much to experience, so much to do that there's a constant, you know, rolling cycle of this. Right. And so we'll have those moments of pure joy, contentment, gratitude. And that's, that's hopefully what we try to seep in and marinate in as much as possible. But 
for sure, there's growth for everyone. There's growth opportunities and learning opportunities for absolutely everyone. Well, and there's different seasons too. Like I like where you're going with this because if I thought to myself that the rest of my life, I'll only be in the growth phase, like, oh my God, rip my eyes out. I do not want to, I do not constantly want to be seeking, you know, searching and seeking for the next level. Like at some point I want to have a season of just like reaping the benefits of doing all that work and just being. So mm-hmm. I do think that you'll go through different seasons in your life. Right now, we're we're in like the hustle season. We've done a lot of the deep work. We're not in the deep work season of our life, you and I. We're in the season of like, okay, we've done all this work. Our freaking life is incredible. Let's build a business, whatever. We're in that season. Um, and then again, I'm sort of entering this other season where I'm like, hmm, maybe potentially I've got some more like body stuff to do as opposed to my mind. So like there's the mind, body, soul. I feel like my mind and my soul journey has gotten like, I feel really complete as not complete, but I should say like, I feel like I've really worked on those things. And like my body part is like going to come like, I'm going to have that season. So I really do think there's seasons in different people's lives where they're not always going to be in that hustle. Like, healing mode sometimes you are just gonna it's like that hiking right when you get to the top now you get to coast for a while that's the whole point of doing this work because you the more work you do the more you get to coast and i want to coast for like long periods of time in between and then oh gotta go up a little hill okay sweet now i get to coast again really life's what you were supposed to be able to coast too right we don't need to be like constantly doing all the work the analogy this makes me think of is like if you build a new house Yes, you get to enjoy this new house. Like, wow, how amazing. But if you don't ever do anything to maintain it, uh-huh. it's it's not going to stay that way for long. You know what yeah. I mean? And so you cannot be in that active healing place. But sure, are there some little things you need to continue to maintain? Sure, are those are there those consistent things you need to do? Is there, you know, a house there's, you know, monthly stuff, weekly, there's there's stuff you do just once every couple of years or whatever. But so I kind of see this is the same thing. You can achieve this level of like happiness and success or whatever is fulfilling for you, but it's still that maintenance. It's still kind of keeping that front of mind. It's not, it's a lot different than the act of really deep healing work, but Mm. yeah, for sure. Like we're, we're in a world where it's constantly changing and evolving and we're up against different challenges all the time. So sure. There's a need for, you know, ongoing tightening up in between. Yeah. But it feels different, right? Like, yeah, it's like the, this is another analogy. I want to use the same thing as the house, but just a bit of a different angle. It's like the house cleaner comes, cleans your house. Your house is spotless. Okay. So let's use this as an analogy with your therapist. So your therapist comes, your house cleaner comes, your brain, your mind, your house spotless. Perfect. Your house cleaner leaves. Then your kids come home. Your husband comes home. Everything goes for shit. Your house is destroyed. Okay. So your therapist, you leave your therapist session, you go home, you're triggered. All these things happen. Your life feels destroyed again. What has to happen in between therapy sessions? Cause we can't rely on the housekeeper or the therapist to keep our life in check. We have to do the workings in between, right? The sprinkling in between. So we make sure we kind of keep tidy in between our therapy sessions, right? So like, that's where you and I come in with all of the work that we do. It's like, we get to tidy up in between people's like big things. And I think too, it's like, 
it becomes easier. It's easier depending mm-hmm. on what base you're starting with. So if you're starting in that really challenging part, well, guess what? You're starting with like a hoarder house. <laughs> Yeah. Right. I'm like, rather than a house where, well, the cleaner just came in, can I just try to keep it clean between cleanings kind of thing? And so anyways, that's just, (laughs) I like that. It's a funny way to think of it. Just kind of, I like these examples for myself of where I can actually just picture it and relate it. Oh yeah. That makes a lot of sense. But. Oh my gosh. This bird just landed on my door, my thing. And I can only see the bottom of it. And I kind of feel like it's a crow, but. Of course it's a crow. Of course it's a crow. Crows and Shelby's beautiful sign from the universe. Yes. And oh my gosh, Robin gave me this urban crow oracle guidebook and deck for my birthday. And I'm dying. Like to me, that was the most meaningful gift. Oh, get yourself a Robin. I tell you what. And I will just say real quick. Um, I went in there to buy cards for a different friend and that one literally jumped off the (laughs) shelf and landed on the ground. And I've done this enough times to know, well, okay, if something that obvious happens, just put it in the cart. So I knew it was Shelby's birthday. And I knew as soon as I picked it up, I saw it was the crows. I was like, oh yeah, I wasn't looking for those. I wouldn't have even seen them. They fell off the side of the shelf and there was only one deck of them in the whole store. So anyways, it's just a funny little thing. If you're going to find some Oracle cards or something of that nature and something really obvious happens, that's for you. That's the sign for you. (laughs) Yes. These cards are so gorgeous. Anyways, I'll post a picture on Instagram so you guys can see. And if you don't know why I'm obsessed with crows, I highly recommend you go back into our podcast and you go listen to, I think it's like the universal sign ones or something to do with the universe. We can, I can reference it in our Instagram post, but that's a fun episode about how we talk about like what our universal signs are. Crows are mine. And yeah, anyways, amazing. I kind of want to leave us with something up feeling. Do you have anything else to say before we No, you're good. Okay. So I was thinking when you were saying that you're feeling like this collective, like people are really starting to like work on themselves right now and you can kind of feel it. So have you ever heard people right now saying like, Oh, I just would not want to bring kids into this world right now. Or like, Oh, the world is going for shit or like hell in a handbag. Like all, all these and references that used, me. I, that used to be me before really? I wanted kids. I was worried. About, like I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm like, well, they're not even going to know what half these animals are going to be because they're going to be extinct by the time they're old enough <laughs> to know or what. Honestly, that was me. Okay. So perfect example, right? Like people, you, we hear it all the time and you might even be one of these people saying like, oh, this world is going for shit. What's happening? Blah, blah, blah. I don't believe that. I believe wholeheartedly that this world is like, I can feel it. It's taking a turn and people are dealing with their shit. They're starting to heal. They're seeing the beauty in the small things. Like I really can feel a palpable shift and I will stand proud and say that I am blessed to bring my daughter into this world. And I really do think that it's an incredible world for her to be in. And like, I honestly say that I'm not even just saying that to be like contrary to popular belief. Like, honestly, I'm like, yes, there's some crazy things happening in this world. Like we won't even mention, you know, all I got to say is litter boxes. Like there's some crazy things happening in this world right now, but 
I think it's an incredible world to bring my daughter up in. And I'm actually excited for like the potential of the collective right now. So there's my sort of like upbeat feeling about that. Do you have any thoughts on that? No, I just, I a hundred percent agree. And there was a time when I couldn't see that as much as I can now, but honestly, if I think about what the potential of this next generation is when a lot of their parents are doing the work to break the cycles and do all this stuff, right? What is their potential? you know, and I even, this is a funny little aside, but I've mentioned this a few times recently because it's so interesting to me that there was an article in CBC recently about how bars and like normally drinking establishments are having to change their approach because the upcoming generation, the generation that, you know, was kind of us back in university is has a different way of being. So they aren't doing the binge drinking. They actually are needing to change their approach to offer higher end non-alcoholic drinks because that generation is they just don't not get drinking like, like us. <laughs> right? And so for me, I saw that. It's in the CBC. Like, wow. Okay. Well, that's amazing. I love that. And I mean, I think some of us came to this point, like for me, even the day after our wedding, when we did this whole little tour of Vancouver, Brian and I just went around and had all these delicious non-alcoholic drinks just by choice. No reason. I mean, we were cut free. We could have done whatever we wanted to do, but it's just so interesting. And almost that gives me hope to see that that's just one tiny shift, but I mean, it's a shift where businesses are actually having to change their approach. So it's palpable shift. And so Mm -hmm. what else are we going to see? Like our kids, we're just filling them up with goodness. Like what the heck are they going to do? How are they going to change this world for the better? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just so amazing to think about the potential. Yeah. And I take responsibility for, my daughter's generation. Like I'm like putting my hand up. I'll be the one. Like I honestly, I think that's actually the deep root to why I do this work, why I'm so passionate, why I fully stepped into this. People are like, oh, wow, you're really doing it. I'm like, yes, I am. Because behind that is like, I will be damned if I don't break cycles and like allow my daughter to live in the new generation. Like a hundred percent. That's what feeds me. That's what feeds the fire. That's why I'll never give up. I'll always do this work and we're going to go high, high, high with the rising rebel because we both have that feeling of like, we'll be the one. Hell yeah. We'll be the one. All volunteers tribute. No, Um, (laughs) I'm just going to leave us with one last thing on that note. They don't model what we say. They model what we do. And it's what we're doing, what the collective is doing and the actions they're taking and the responsibility for themselves and their future that they're taking is noticeable. And so I just want to leave everyone with that. I I love that we ended this on a really positive note because really coming out of that this weekend, I am feeling inspired. I am feeling this collective, you know, consciousness rising and it's just, yeah, it's, it is a really interesting and magical time to be alive right now. And yeah, yeah, it's just so perfect. There, there is so much beauty out there if you're willing to look for it. I yeah, think. you will. Well, one of our original like magical mama statement was magic is wherever you're willing to look for it. Yeah. And this is on the willing part. 
that's where it that takes a willingness as your first step. And if you're listening to your podcast to this podcast, you have willingness. So that's beautiful. We hope everyone has a wonderful weekend and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. If you've made it to the end of this episode, that means you're committed to expanding your mindset, shifting your beliefs, and the journey back to self. We are so honored and absolutely grateful to have you along for the ride. If you enjoyed this conversation, please help us spread the message by sending this episode to a friend. The Rising Rebel is dedicated to creating a paradigm shift where women remember how truly magical and innately worthy they are. See you next week, and remember, empowered women are good for the world. <laughs>